Hey, it's Ryan, man, coming to another Broncos Country Blitz. The Broncos lose to the Los Angeles Rams on Christmas Day, 51-14 to to drop to 4-11 and on the season. Hours later, the Broncos fire Nathaniel Hackett as head coach. I'm going to talk about the game first, and then I will go on to that subject. And I was going to record the podcast Christmas evening, and I was just so infuriated still, just in disbelief how bad we looked once again. Russell Wilson looked terrible. And just the frustration you saw between our team on the sidelines breaking down on Christmas Day in L.A., it, it was a tough thing to watch. I was in disbelief. And so I, I was going to record the podcast, and I went, you know, let's give it. Let's give it a day. Calm down a little bit. People seem to like your podcast just fine. I don't know if they want to hear you drop an F-bomb after F-bomb for 15 minutes. So I decided to wait until the next day. I will say, I like I said, I will talk about Nathaniel Hackett being let go as Broncos head coach a little later in the podcast after the game, but I will say I was actually a little surprised that they finally did it because I think it was overdue at this point. But back to the game. The Broncos came out against the Rams without any fire, without any discipline. They looked like they didn't want to be there. And they made Baker Mayfield look like an MVP. Now, I will say this about Baker Mayfield. Anybody that listens to this podcast, before the Broncos got Russell Wilson in the offseason, I even mentioned the Broncos should look at Baker Mayfield. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he was a scapegoat in Carolina. I think he was a scapegoat in Cleveland. And I think he's going to eventually be a great quarterback for whichever team he ends up landing with. It doesn't look like it'll be the Rams. But Baker Mayfield has shown some things we have not gotten from Russell Wilson this year. I think some of it's Russell Wilson. I think some of it's the coaching, which will be changing. But Baker Mayfield comes into L.A. Yeah, some of the schemes are the same. Some of the protections are the same. But basically picked up the offense fairly quickly and has had two impressive wins with the Rams since signing with them. And against us! And that was disturbing as well to see the Broncos' defense just get lit up yesterday. There, there was no sense of urgency by the Broncos' defense. They they weren't playing within the scheme of the defense. They, they just looked, like I said, that they didn't want to be there. And we were just letting five or six-yard chunks go on first down, whether it was passing or rushing the ball. The defense just looked like it was just wasn't on the same page for a majority of the game. Baker Mayfield doing a lot of rollouts for passes and stuff like that. We just kept allowing it the entire game. Cam Akers, 118 yards and three touchdowns. If I was, was still in my fantasy football playoffs, I would be even more frustrated because he is on my bench right now, but I was knocked out last week. And Tyler Higby. Nine catches for 94 yards and two touchdowns against the Broncos. One of his best games in the last couple of years. It goes back to that thing I talked about when the season started or the offseason. Do we have the proper linebackers to cover really good tight ends? And I don't know. I mean, we, we had a couple games. It seemed like we had figured out a few things, but then you let Tyler, Tyler Higby go off. And we're in the AFC West where we have plenty of good tight ends across the board. That was unbelievably concerning to watch during the game. And it, it looked like they didn't do anything to try to correct or figure it out. 
And I will say this for defensive coordinator Alairo Avero. Now, my problem with the Gyro's defense and the way it looked during this game. Now, he came from LA and Sean McVay. Sean McVay clearly knew how to attack that defense. And Coach Avero had no answers for it. Didn't look like there were any second half adjustments. Just no answers the entire game. You just had to watch the Broncos' defense continue to just get carved to pieces the entire game. Clearly, the Broncos were outcoached on every level. And now, Avero, there's a chance he might still be the Broncos' next head coach. But I, I think this game might have eliminated him as the Broncos' next head coach as much as it sealed Hackett's fate. Just from the standpoint of, you know, Hackett's not really doing much with the defense. That was up to Vero to fix that at halftime, and he didn't do much to, to show that he can make the proper halftime adjustments. And really, that's what coaching is. Adapt to the players on your roster, set up a scheme that, that hones in on their strengths, and be able to make proper adjustments in-game and at halftime. Clearly, the Broncos have been missing that a majority of the season. And now on national TV, we get completely lit up. Now we're going to go to the offense. Now, we had a slow start. We had penalties. Now, I know we have a makeshift offensive line. We have talked about it for weeks now. But having penalties, we had a slow start. And then Russell Wilson comes out and just starts missing passes, throwing interceptions right off the bat. His old teammate Wagner basically baited him into an interception. Was not taking the checkdowns once again. Now, it looked like a few weeks ago, before Russell got hurt, he was learning how to take the checkdowns in this offense. And I don't know whether it's a concussion or what. He completely went away from that. He missed wide open wide receivers, running backs. He missed his checkdown receivers all game long. There is an angle of... The pass that he threw into the end zone that was intercepted into double coverage where Cortland Sutton is out to the right of him near the sideline, wide open for the first down. And the second he can tell Russell Wilson is not going to throw his direction and he's going to throw it deep, you see him put his hands up in the air and stomp his foot like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And Cortland Sutton is one of our leaders. And that was tough to watch. And I don't know whether it's just bad coaching because Russell Wilson was brought in because of his talents in Seattle, but he was also brought in to adjust his game to, I, I don't know if I should say lengthen his career, but lengthen his health. And that was something that was discussed in the offseason, during training camp, and he just hasn't seemed to adapt to it. Now, I'm wondering if part of this is because of the coaching and basically the lack thereof coaching during the season. And maybe the next coach will get Russell back on the right track. The one thing you've heard about the Broncos throughout the season is that, hey, Russell is the same guy in the building. He clearly understands what's going on throughout the preparation, throughout the week. He, he, sees, he sees what he needs to be doing. It's just it is not translated to game day at all for a majority of the season. And really... Personal fouls on the Broncos. Randy Gregory, after the game, threw a punch, is now suspended for the next game. Broncos having meltdowns. You know, Brett Rippon getting in the off in the faces of the Broncos offensive line in front of Reisner and, and you know, shoving back and forth. 
Murray had to jump in and, and kind of break up the the scuffle. And, and you just you just saw it completely coming apart. Sutton with his frustration. KJ Hamler had frustration with Wilson earlier in the year. So now you've had multiple receivers have frustration with Russell Wilson. And you just kind of you just kind of took this game. You felt like it afterwards that this was this had to be it. Now like I said, I'll talk about the coaching uh change and release a hackett here after I talk about the game. But you felt like this was rock bottom, and the problem is there has been several rock bottoms this season, and this was a new rock bottom. And as a Broncos fan, you go, "Wow, how many more rock bottoms can we have?" Like, at what point do you go, "Wow, another rock bottom," or "Wow, we've hit rock bottom when it comes to this again"? And at what point is it enough? And it really felt like the team quit on Hackett again this week. Now, the week prior, when Rippin started and we got the win against the Cardinals, it felt like we were rebounding a little bit again. And I almost wonder if those were more player pride bumps in the road where we played up to a certain level and came away with either a victory or at least fought back. And maybe this week was the week that, hey, the wheels just fell off. And this kind of performance is inexcusable. I almost don't care if the Broncos' record was better than 4-10 and 10 going into this. You lose 51-14. to 14. You allow a 50-burger on your team on national television. I don't know many coaches that survived that, that have any type of losing record. So it was very tough to watch. It was disheartening. This Broncos fan, I, I don't take much out of the, the Christmas holiday or however you choose to spend spend your uh whatever your version of the holidays is this time of year uh, i'm in it for my time with my family the lights and some of the activities you can do but i was really excited about the broncos playing on christmas day and i thought it was gonna be a close game and i thought the broncos actually would come out on top and the way they came out and allowed baker mayfield to play you knew early on it was gonna be a long day and it, it was rough i am not gonna lie it was rough and the one thing i will say that has happened now yes each Broncos fan of Broncos country, it's kind of up to you at the end of the day how much you, you vest in it and how much you let it affect you. And there are times, you know what, Broncos lose. It's frustrating. I do a podcast. It's frustrating talking about it, but, you know, I move on with other things throughout the day. This was tough yesterday. I had a hard time moving on from this one. This was tough. It didn't take away from some of the other festivities we did earlier in the day. In terms of with my family and stuff like that. But I mean the rest of the day after this. It was tough to, to kind of rebound and go. Yay we're celebrating a holiday together. It, it was. It, it took the balloon out of a lot of things yesterday. And you know. You don't want to take it that personally. But I think part of it's. Broncos country. Even, even in our bad seasons. We were at least competitive. We were at least close in a lot of games. Maybe where we had a losing record for the year. And. That hasn't been the case this year. And with the moves we made in the offseason and everything, it you just didn't see this coming. And I think that's the hard part. Just feels like you got hit by a train more weeks than not this season. So we'll see how the Broncos close out the year. We've got two games left. And then it's going to be a very, very, very interesting offseason. 
And to close out this part of the podcast, once again, the Broncos lose on Christmas Day to the LA Rams, 51 to 14. So drop to 4 and 11 on the season. Now I'm going to move over to the coaching change. The Broncos fired Nathaniel Hackett hours later. I think it was a long time coming. I, I didn't really see him sticking around. There was some hope after the, the effort the last couple weeks. But when this when this happens again and you just get completely embarrassed and there's no adjustments, it, I, you what you want to see out of a head coach or out of a coaching staff led by your head coach is that, okay, it may not be going the way you think it was going to go, but there are improvements throughout the season. This last game of Hackett's, or what ended up being his last game against the Rams, just magnified that that has not occurred this season. There hasn't been improvements. There hasn't been adjustments to the players on your roster. Yes, the Broncos have a ton of injuries. We know that. They have more injuries than any other team in the NFL. We know that. But still, no adjustments to the players' strengths on the roster. On the defense, really, in-game adjustments have not been there more than they have been. On offense, the adjustments have just not been there. It, it got to the point where as fans, I think we could watch and go, oh, they're going to run this again, and we knew what was coming. And I'm going to use the Rams game as an example. The Rams used Baker Mayfield and rolled him out and used him to his strengths. That was something we were going to do with Russell Wilson. We did not see it a lot this year. That's something that Hackett came in and said he was going to work with Russell Wilson's strengths. You didn't see it. And, yeah, Russell Wilson disappointed this year, and we'll see what happens in the future. But when you would see replays, a lot of plays, sometimes he was forcing the ball down the field, and there's a receiver open in the flat, and, and those you looked at and go, go, what are you doing? But at the same time, a lot of times Russell Wilson would drop back, and there was nobody open. It, it's, like, it's like the defense knew what routes were coming. And I don't, I don't care if you're Russell Wilson or what quarterback you are. I don't think you're going to survive for long with it looking that way from the pocket. And Hackett really didn't seem to have any answers. Every week he had the same response. Got to play harder, coach harder. We got out coach this week. And it, the message just fell on deaf ears eventually because it wasn't any different. And Hackett seems like a nice guy. But that doesn't make him a good head coach. And I already mentioned in the offseason that Nathaniel Hackett was not my number one choice for head coach. It was Kevin O'Connell up in Minnesota now. And look how look what he's done with the Vikings. You know? So my gut went there. Anyone that listened to that, I kept mentioning him for weeks. I think I put Hackett number two, so it's not like he was that far off. But man. What would the Broncos look like with O'Connell? I mean, look what he's done with uh, Kirk Cousins up there in Minnesota. You don't think he could have made sure Russell Wilson played to his max? I think so. So, unfortunately, we don't take first choice. We get Hackett. And the one concern about him coming in was his resume. Yeah, he had done some good things with Blake Bortles in Jacksonville. But really, there weren't any huge big marks on his resume, other than he worked with Aaron Rodgers. And we will never know, we will never know if he was brought in because the Broncos were going to be getting Aaron Rodgers or under the impression they were going to be getting Aaron Rodgers, and that was the main reason they hired Hackett. We will never know. 
There have been reports out there that haven't been confirmed, obviously. I don't think the Broncos ever would. That that was part of why they brought Hackett in. That was the that was the hook to bring Rodgers in. And when they didn't get Rodgers, they set it all on Wilson. Now, if there's any truth to that, Wilson and Rodgers have completely different games. So you brought in a coach for a quarterback you thought you were going to get. When you didn't get him, you got the other one. Well... You know, I, you have to wonder if the team looked at it back then and said, well, we're going to see if this can mesh. It obviously wasn't what we expected. Now, part of that, I think, you you get you hire a head coach, maybe there's certain things you see, and you go, okay, we're going to have to ride this out and see if he, he learns on the fly. I mean, you're just going to have to. Uh, obviously, he gave a good enough presentation to get the head coaching job. George Payton and his staff, he gave a good enough presentation to get the job. And, you know, unfortunately it didn't work out. Uh, I happened to be listening to uh, the Sports Zoo, or not even the Sports Zoo, it's just KOA in Denver, and I I listened to uh, their sports commentators quite a bit. I listened to Dave Logan on there, and, and, and I just happened to catch this. I wasn't even listening to bring it to this podcast. But he said there was an unnamed source in the Broncos organization after Hackett got hired about a month in or just over that made a comment to him that I don't think the guy knows what he's doing. Well, you know, you could say that about any coach that comes in that's kind of new and fresh and, and is, is getting his first head coaching gig. But that looms large now that there were people within the organization going, uh-oh. Something is amiss here early. Let's see if it let's see if the ship can correct itself. And obviously it never did. Now, George Payton, I I don't relieve him of his responsibility in this mess, but he has made more hits than misses in his career. He was a well sought after GM. So honestly, I don't see the Broncos making a change there. They've already committed to him as as their GM moving forward, and he's going to be involved in the new head coaching search. You know what? It was a miss by him and his staff. Hackett was a miss. It can happen to the best of people. And, yeah, it stings now, and that sucks, and that doesn't sound good as a, well, this happened, but we're going to move on with George Payton. Honestly, you know, everyone's human. You all have a miss. People people always have, everyone in life has a miss here and there. This is a pretty significant miss, but George Payton, I don't think you're going to go out and get a better GM and put him in place. I just don't think so. George Payton has made a lot of other really good personnel decisions. And I think, based on what you still hear rumbling-wise in the Broncos organization, they still believe in Russell Wilson. They just have to get the right coaches in place now. Now, to the interim head coach, the Broncos offered defense coordinator Rivero the, the interim tag. He, he declined. A little surprised by that because if you want to be considered for a head coaching position, why don't you show what you can do these last two games in terms of making a team that's in disarray come out and play and play hard? A little surprised by that, honestly. Uh, I, I think he. I think it's from a standpoint of he's – Knows he's going to get head coaching interviews during the offseason, so he wants to play it safe. I mean, maybe maybe that screams what we need to know about him. I don't know. 
So the interim head coach is Jerry Roseberg. We all know him as the the coach that Hackett brought in to help him make in-game decisions. He was with Baltimore for a long time, was on their staff when they won a Super Bowl. He'll be our interim coach. I think, if anything, he'll bring stability in terms of the play calling, uh, the decisions within the game, allow the other coaches to do their jobs, and give assistance where needed. But obviously, he's not the long-term answer. So what is the long-term answer? Well, you need to bring a coach in that's willing to work with Russell Wilson because regardless of how you feel about him right now, and I have not completely jumped off the Russell Wilson train. Okay, the Rams game was bad, okay? Okay? I, I was yelling at the TV screen as much as anyone else. What are you doing? Especially the interception by Wagner. I mean, come on. I know you tried to look him off, but it didn't work. When you came back, you should have seen there was this jersey still standing there waiting for you to throw the ball. But with that being said, I think part of it was scheme. I haven't seen a lot of the things that were implemented that played to Russell Wilson's strengths. So I'm willing to go ahead and see what happens with a different coaching staff, getting him back on track. Plus that we're tied to Wilson money-wise for the next year at least. After that, there'd still be some cap hits, but we could get out from under him if we needed to. And, and honestly, I don't blame George Payton for that either. I mean, let's look at this. When we brought in Russell Wilson, if you told me you weren't excited about it, you're a liar. <laughs> you're, a, you're, you're just flat-out lying. I mean, maybe there's a few out there, but almost everybody in Broncos country, when we signed Russell Wilson that I could find under any rock, was excited about that. No one could see this coming. And it's, easier, it's easy to go 20-20 hindsight and go, well... You know, you should have seen this and all that. You know, I've watched Russell Wilson for years. A lot of people have. I, I'm a fan of the quarterback position. So, other than me being a diehard Broncos fan for as long as I can remember, I have been a fan of the quarterback position. I have watched a lot of great quarterbacks play football. I've watched Russell Wilson over the years, and I do not believe what I saw was a design of the Seattle system, especially with Pete Carroll in place, who really doesn't, put that much emphasis on offense. I just don't I just don't buy it. I, I think Russell Wilson this offseason has to take a slice of humble pie. I think he has to look at himself and I think he has to look at the ways he needs to improve in terms of changing his game for any type of new system implemented. To being able to check down, not always going for that deep throw, evolving his game a little more. I think this offseason was more about look what I'm bringing to the Broncos. It's a new fresh start. And I think he focused more on this is what I'm bringing to the Broncos instead of I'm going to come in and become part of this organization's answer and be their quarterback within the organization. And I think this offseason he'll have to take a slice of humble pie and look at it more from that direction. And whatever head coach comes in has to be comfortable working with Russell Wilson. Hopefully the Russell Wilson taking that slice of the humble pie in the offseason. And, and I mean it from what I just mentioned to also even his tweets. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's his group of people or whatever, but even his tweets during the season have been ex- extremely tone deaf. Uh looking at himself from that standpoint too and, and being more relatable, I think, to, to fans, uh, especially when things are, are frustrating in Broncos country. And, and I hope he does that. You know, he, he seems like a good individual. You hear that he treats everyone really well, you hear that he does a lot in the community and everything. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's about what you do on the football field 
in terms of wins for the, the Broncos organization. And let's see what changes he makes in the offseason. So based on that, who could we bring in? Well, Sean Payton's going to be out there. He's not coming to Denver. As much as I would love that, and I think it would be great for Russell Wilson, and I think we would hit instant success, it's not happening. Uh, rumors are he's getting a superstar star staff together for his next coaching position. Vic Fangio is rumored to be his defense coordinator. I don't see the Broncos bringing Sean Payton in with Vic Fangio's defense coordinator about a year removed from removing Vic Fangio as the head coach before they brought in Nathaniel Hackett. I just don't see that happening. Plus, it's a little bit of a mess in Denver right now. We're still trying to figure out this ownership group. I got to be honest. Um, I, I, you know, uh, I was upset enough last night not to do the podcast, but I wasn't over, you know, putting a few comments on the Broncos Facebook page. And one thing I said about the, this Broncos ownership group is, I'm sorry, my initial impression is they they drag their heels. Uh, obviously, we have the Walton Penner group that owns us now. Uh, I'm sorry, it's a bad joke, and I'm sure I won't get invited to any. Uh, Sweets with the Walton or the Pinners in them at any time in the future. But, you know, if you've been into a Walmart lately, you know, they don't really make a lot of wonderful improvements <laughs> in, in the stores and stuff that they own. Uh, you know, I just my personal opinion, uh, I've had some interactions where I've worked with Walmart personnel, not not as a, an employee of Walmart or anything, but but through uh, uh, contracted companies and everything. And, hey, you know what? My impressions aren't good. I, I don't shop there. Um and really, that was my big concern when they they bought purchased the club. Is you know, if it's any impression of how their stores are run and their organization, I I I don't see this going well in terms of them making decisions and proper decisions when they need to. I think this this uh, decision on head coach coming probably later than it needed to, and Greg Pinner is going to be part of the search for head coach with George Payton. That concerns me. Um, Greg Pinner. He's he's come across as an okay dude. Uh, I you know what I don't think he's a top mind football guy, and him being involved in the coaching process is is actually quite frightening to me. Um, so you know, regardless of how you feel about George Payton, I'm glad he's involved in the search because uh, if if Penner himself were to uh, pin the next head coach, so to speak, uh, I would be extremely concerned. So. Uh, you know, I, I think this, this season goes on the new ownership group as well. Um, I'm glad they're going to make improvements to the stadium. I'm glad they're going to keep mile high where it is in downtown Denver. I'm glad all that's going on, but in, in terms of urgency, uh, you know, I just, I, I just don't quite feel it. You know, they've shown them up in the booth and they seem more concerned looking on their phones and paying attention to the game. We'll see, you know, but, but Pat Bowen was my Broncos owner and, and it's going to take an awful lot to match up to him and, and first impressions of this first year with the new Walton Pinner group. Yeah, no, you're boy, you're not going to come close. Ha! You're not coming close. Uh, keep, keep putting your statements out there, but, uh, but that's my initial impression right now is you're not coming close. So back to the coaching search, Sean Payton. Not coming to Denver. Averro didn't take the interim tag, wants to be a permanent coach somewhere, but he would have had a chance to at least prove himself for a couple games. Didn't do it. Odds are he probably won't be our next head coach. So where do you go? Frank Wright, Dan Quinn, something like that? I think you have to bring in someone with experience. I, I think they'll still interview a few coaches that don't 
have a great amount of experience because you don't want to completely eliminate that, but you better be careful if you look at those. In terms of don't bring in another Hackett, where, well, Hackett now, 2020 hindsight, he was looks like he was a little more of the product of the staffs he was on and the quarterbacks he was with. Especially, and, of course, by that, I mean being with Aaron Rodgers. And so if you look at someone inexperienced, uh, make sure you look at the whole, the whole piece of work. The whole piece of work. And, and, and basically, did they have enough experience and, and actually enough experience through adversity that they would, it would make them a good first-time head coach? But I think based on this, it's going to be what the Broncos have done in prior years. With, with Sometimes they've gone back to experience when they've hit hurdles. I think it's going to be the same here. And we're going to go ahead and hire an experienced head coach, someone that's had experience somewhere else that's, that's ready for their second shot. I like Quinn. Um, I, I didn't really have a problem with him this last offseason, possibly becoming coach. Um, it, it wasn't a, a, how shall I put it, a sexy choice by any means. Uh, but I wouldn't mind bringing someone in like that um, that would that, that also has the smarts to realize you need to have uh, an efficient, well-run offense. And, and I think he knows that from his days as a head coach. And... Obviously, being in Dallas, putting together a, a great defense in Dallas, but they've had those hiccup games where the offense had to come through. I can see Dan Quinn. Frank Wright, no. Um, uh, my my only issue with Frank Wright is the quarterback carousel in Indianapolis before he was eventually let go. Um, you know, I don't think Wentz played that bad. Again, I think Wentz was kind of a scapegoat for the Colts, kind of like Mayfield was for the Browns and the Panthers. And... Really, I think he should have stuck with someone. I, I think if he would have, he might still be in Indianapolis right now. Um, and based on that, I, I just don't see him being a logical choice for the Broncos moving forward. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see who they end up interviewing and who they choose. Uh, like I said, I am a little worried about Penner's experience uh, being involved in the coaching search. But I hope, if anything, in terms of humble pie, how we already talked about Russell Wilson's humble pie in the offseason, I think George Payton, after making several good personnel moves with the Broncos and basically having the what might be a hiccup with Russell Wilson, we'll see if we can get him back on track next year. And uh, the disaster of a hire of Nathaniel Hackett as head coach, let's see if that gives him a little bit of humble pie and kind of refocuses in on what the Broncos truly need as a head coach moving forward. So... It'll be interesting. I, I'm hoping these next couple of games, the Broncos play tough and, and try to close out the season on a high, play spoiler against the Chiefs and the Chargers. Uh, I, I think there's a better chance they'll play spoiler against the Chargers at home in the final week. But this had to be the final straw. This had to be the final straw, and I I, I will say I was surprised they let Hackett go because the way they've let it run this this year just kind of continue to let the disaster flow. I didn't think they were going to do it until the end of the season. I think probably it was the 50-burger put on us by the Rams that finally did it. They went, yeah, we just can't. Uh, something has to be done. So those are my thoughts on the next head coach for the Broncos. I think it's going to be a difficult search from the standpoint of you're going to have to find a head coach that still believes in Russell Wilson, wants to work with Russell Wilson, is willing to bring in the proper personnel 
in terms of coaching for Russell Wilson and scheme, and then also ensure that our defense stays elite in hopes that our offense can score more points next year. That That is a tall order, and I guess we'll see who they find that wants to take that ticket. Uh, but unfortunately, the Broncos' job is not the most enticing right now. I, the only thing I can say for, for the likes of candidates like Sean Payton, I think, the for example, I think the Chargers are going to make the playoffs. So I don't think some teams that some of these coaches that are sitting out there waiting for are going to actually have openings at the end of the season. I, I, you know, if the Chargers make the playoffs, I highly doubt they release their head coach and make room for Sean Payton. I just don't see that happening. So based on that, maybe there's a chance we bring one of the one of those people in, like a Sean Payton or something like that. But time will tell based on how the playoffs kind of shape out and how the season finishes. So until next time, this is the Rye Man with the Broncos Country Blitz. And remember to find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Broncos Country. And on Twitter at DDCR underscore BCB.